hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 10th of May, 2013, and this is episode 24. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. Tonight is Star Trek night. I mean, not on the show. Tonight for me recording is Star Trek night. And then... Which is why tonight's show isn't Star Trek night. Re- re- that's right, because I haven't, I haven't seen Star Trek yet. <laughs> and, and I'll be seeing it uh, tomorrow in recording time. So by the time the episode drops, I will have seen it and you will be... Uh, Prepared to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and you'll be going and seeing it tomorrow. And then next week, uh, we, we we've we've mentioned this uh, previously. Uh, the last time we talked about the trailer, and uh, we'll next week we'll be doing a Star Trek special. That is correct. Which means there there will be. Uh, well, actually, I guess let's discuss this. Will there be spoilers? There will be spoilers next okay. week. I. Uh, that there will be spoilers, uh, but we're not going to spend an entire hour just talking about the new movie. We're going to actually be to- uh, going backwards and talking about the original series as well, uh, which I think will be very, very, very interesting, especially for those uh, for those of you out there, our wonderful, good-looking listeners. It'll it'll be interesting for you if, if if you guys like Star Trek, and if you don't like Star Trek, if you it'll, are more of a still Star be Wars, so keep, don't 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 stop if, listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're more of a Star Wars person, then you can just kind of listen anyway, and uh, and hear about how Star Trek is still amazing. <laughs> but tonight's episode, tonight's episode has many many things in it, and we do have follow up tonight. We do have follow up, so maybe we should start with that. I guess. Yeah, and and I want to. I think we should point out as well. This is the first time where the follow up is actually, I think, serious follow up. Yeah, this is serious follow up. This is very serious follow up. So everyone, put on your serious faces. Yep, serious faces, serious hats. I have a hat on. It says serious. Oh, is it black? It is black. I'm just gonna give you a second and let that Harry Potter joke uh, sink in. I. I... I don't know Harry Potter enough. Uh, well, to I was uh, joke. How, how does Mel let you go by without without knowing Harry Potter? Oh, look, we we just kind of agree to disagree on that on that particular <laughs> topic. Uh, but straight into straight into the uh, the follow up. So, you guys might remember back in episode twenty, we discussed the uh, the fact that the coalition uh, that one of the one of the two major political parties in Australia came out with a uh, an alternative NBN plan. Uh, so the current one that's being rolled out is fiber to the home, which is uh, essentially fiber optic cable that goes directly from the, you know, the magical internet land uh, all the way to your house uh, with, with no, with nothing in between it. Uh, so, you know, it gives, it gives uh much better potential speed, uh, but according to the coalition, is far more expensive uh, to, to to be rolling out. And right. so they came up with their own. Uh, let's 
I, I don't I don't want to step on any toes by calling it budget, but the idea is that it's it, it costs it supposedly costs less over time. Uh, now we kind of delved into that very very uh, rather deeply, explained it very uh, very thoroughly, or so we thought. Also, I thought. <laughs> So this week, uh, this past week, I, I linked to a site on our Twitter account, and it was uh, it was a a website which is uh, it it was the, the the idea is to give you uh, concrete examples of uh, of how fast the two different uh, MBN plans would be. Right. So. Uh, after that, I got a couple of uh, I got a couple of messages uh, to suggest to me that I had gotten some of my information wrong, and so here I am to uh, correct it. I guess so. This is a correction for some of the some of the little details that we got, maybe slightly wrong, very slightly wrong. Uh, so. The first thing to, that I should mention is that uh, when we talk, when we discussed fiber optic, uh, the, the fiber to the node, uh, which is the the uh, the coalitions plan, uh, which if you might remember we discussed, uh, and I explained it by saying that it goes to a, it goes the fiber optic runs all the way to uh, what is essentially an exchange, uh, and then is you know is copper copper wiring from the rest of the rest of the way to your house. Right. Technically, I was incorrect in saying that it was an exchange because it doesn't go to your local uh, DSLAM. Uh, it goes uh, to the little cabinets that you can, you sometimes see on the street corners and stuff. Uh, big, the, the kind of puke green green ones that you, you see around. Right. Uh, that every now and then you might see the the covers you know being opened up and there's lots of wires inside and somebody's working on them. Uh, those are nodes. Or those, uh, those are the sort of thing that these nodes will be, and so the fiber will go to those. And the idea is that they, there will be, uh, those cabinets will exist a few hundred meters uh, away from our user premises, uh, and there will also be nodes uh, installed into the basements of apartment blocks. Okay. And so from those nodes, then it goes from there to the. The, the premises, so the apartment or the uh, the, the house or, or whatever, uh, as copper wiring. Okay. Cool. So, so, I guess, really, you can think of it as we were right, except now there's going to be a lot lot of more exchanges sitting around. Well, yeah, that that's that's the suggestion here. Um I don't. I don't know that there's a whole lot more. I, I still like. I, I still feel like uh, there is going to be. There's, there's not going to be enough that everybody's going to be clo- like within you know a few hundred meters uh, of of these uh, of the user premises. Right. It's more likely that people that like you'd be within you know uh, may- maybe a few kilometers, but yeah. I mean a few hundred meters still that still covers. You know, several like several kilometers without you know, without being incorrect, uh, yeah. and it's not a specific uh, like the, the 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 statement that's given. And I'm I'm pulling this directly from the uh, from the brief that was uh, that was published about the coalition's NBM plan. Uh, the it, it it literally says few hundred meters, so that doesn't that that is not something that is actually 
quantifiable, which means that if they do put it, uh, you know, a couple of k's away, then there's nothing that you can really complain about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Though, I mean, though, it's one of the things you'd really think if they say a few hundred, it probably means less than a k. I like, I mean, I, I think that would be the assumption, but you're you're right. I guess in the same sense, you can't. They they they're not guaranteeing that. Right. Yeah, because they're not saying that it would be less than a kilometer. They're just saying that it's a few hundred, and like it, you know, that 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 could mean quite a lot of things. Uh, so it's it's not really feasible to to put ca- cabinets everywhere. And if it is, if if it is feasible to put cabinets anywhere everywhere, then really it's not. That's not. Uh, much of a leap to you know going from a cabinet that's within a few hundred meters like you know a couple of hundred meters 300 400 meters or whatever uh to your to then you know between yeah, doing it straight going to there and going to your house so why not put it straight to the house uh you know or, or why not you know run fiber optic cable from those nodes to the house which is uh which is the other option of course um so that that's one that's one of the one of the corrections that i, I needed to to uh to state uh, some of the other corrections is that uh, a lot of the media is is kind of throwing around the the, the number twenty five as as the uh, the speed possible with the fiber to the node uh, plan, and uh, yeah, so the the that that's the the minimum possible uh, speed, right? Because and and this is why it's this is why the the distance is is uh, very important because over the copper wire the uh, the the distance actually has an effect. So the further right. you are away from the node, the slower that your connection is going to be, uh, the slower that your maximum ability to like to, to to pass through is going to be. And so the the speeds that the the actual uh, brief says is that their aim is that everyone in the nation should have access to broadband with download data rates of between 25 and 100 megabits per second by 2016. So 25 to 100 is quite a like a variation, right? Right. I would say that the people who are getting going to get 100 megabits from this plan are the ones that have the cabinet like directly outside their house. Yeah. Uh it's very unlikely that everybody's going to be getting 100 megabits uh, throughput with with this, which is part of the reason why everybody is throwing around the 25 uh, megabit number. Now, by 2000, the end of 2019, apparently 90% of the fixed line footprint should all, should then have uh, between 50 and 100 megabits. So your speed will apparently. Uh, improve by the end of 2019 but it's still not gigabit regardless right right and that's not to say that yeah you know, that that when you if you're on the gigabit connection that you're always going to get a gigabit throughput because that's not necessarily how it works i uh, what they what you're doing by having fiber directly to your house is removing that particular bottleneck but there are other bottlenecks that can happen, whether that be uh, the the server on the other end uh, not having quite the uh, connection that you have, or right. you know, or, or when if there's a lot of people accessing the same connection, uh, there is a number of things that can slow down uh, any sort of internet, and uh, that's that that is like you know 
it doesn't really necessarily matter that you've got a gigabit throughput. Uh, you won't always get a gigabit. But but at the same time, having a, a higher theoretical max means there's there's a better chance you're going to be higher generally. Right. That is that is actually that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, you know the the theoretical like the theoretically best plan is still fiber to the home. These corrections don't change anything. Uh, right. The the as far as tech goes, better speed is the better plan, and better speed. The better speed comes from the fiber to the home, not the fiber to the node, right? Right, and and we're not saying necessarily that that's the the best plan for Australia or that's the cheapest plan or the best politically plan. We do not care. <laughs> we're just saying it's the best tech plan. Yeah, it's 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 more speed, you know, more 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 download, more upload, and really the, the theoretical max is hasn't even been found yet for for fiber because it's fiber. It's you know, it, it's things you know people are still experimenting and getting higher and higher speeds with it. Right. And so and so basically the the uh, the end result of of this is that uh look there are you know we there are a couple of uh slightly incorrect numbers that are floating around and look um you know the the press is touting the 25 you know number and partly that is because uh Abbott has has you know claimed that that that's uh, all that is required for you know for the future of for the future needs of the Australian public that's not necessarily true it's kind of like uh it's kind of like when back in the day when uh when you know at my family we bought our first computer and it had i think 256 meg of hard drive space well what did you how did you how did you handle that much speed, <laughs> that much space and speed man <laughs> and uh yeah and the guy says you know the guy says you you won't need any more than that that's all you that's all you'll need uh yeah um so i i, I deal with files these days that is that are far larger than that so, yeah, I definitely need more space than that. Uh, and this is the same thing. Uh, in only you know, in in only ten years, like we could be we could be well and truly past having, uh, you know, the well and truly past the idea of having uh fifty uh megabits, which is the possible, uh, you know, the minimum possible. And even we could even be past a hundred megabits per second, where it's where where that is uh you know that is now slow. So. Yeah, I like there. There is no no two ways about it. I still I still consider uh, fiber to the home the best plan, and it's got nothing to do with politics. It's got nothing to do with who's backing it. It is simply because technically it's better, right? And it doesn't matter where you live in relation to some box in a general area. You'll you'll get you'll you'll get good speeds. Yeah, and then your your only issue is your only issue is going to be uh, congestion. You know, people using it, but you'd have that no matter no matter how you're accessing the internet. Right. So the other thing to to the only other thing to really note, uh, and this is a surprise to you because I haven't put it into the notes, but I I do, do remember that it uh, is something that I should mention. Uh, just because like just because fiber to the node is rolled out assuming that that happens to be the case. That doesn't necessarily mean that it will never be rolled out, and it also doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be rolled out. 
Right. Uh, the the question is whether like the basically the idea is is that they're going to roll out this fiber to the node option, which is cheaper in the short term. Uh, and then if required, they can actually roll it out like to the to, to the house, but it would be it would end up costing more than the original plan, the original fiber to the home plan. But right. also, if you want to, if this actually happens and you want to get the fiber to the fiber to the premises, or fiber to the home. Uh, then you can actually you can actually request that, and they will install it at cost to you. So it's not something that the government or pays for, or that magically gets paid for. Uh, you actually have to fork out the money for that, uh, right? And that that sort of thing can cost a lot, a lot. Yeah, probably enough that most people won't pay for it. Yeah, exactly. M- most people won't pay for it. P- possibly businesses. Possibly some of the people that are particularly uh, have lots of uh, lots of money in their pocket uh, and uh, not particularly feeling cheap, um, but you know it's it's the sort of thing where uh, you will have to you have to, will have to pay for it for yourself if if you want it. So that being said, that's all the corrections that I have. <laughs> and that was, uh, it was a good amount of them. Yeah, it was like there was a, there was a fair few there, and I, I didn't want to kind of talk about it for too long, and I don't think I did. I uh, if you if you haven't actually listened to our previous episode and you want to know more about the MBN, I really do suggest that you go and have take a uh, take take a listen to that that episode, uh, episode twenty. Uh, fiber is good for your digestion. Uh, and uh, just keep in mind that when we talk about it, these corrections apply. Uh, so if this, you know, if these, uh, slower speed connections actually do get rolled out, the fiber to the node, do you know what's going to be, uh, somewhat of a relief if that happens? Well, see, Adam, I'm sure, I'm not sure which answer you're looking for. I mean, I can see by the show notes, I know what you want me to say, but I don't know, (laughs) I don't know if you want me to go, no, Jelly, explain. And then, so you can use that as a segue. Well, I was going to use it as a segue, but now you've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> no, Jelly, so, explain. <laughs> so the the good thing is that the next Xbox has been. Uh, I, I guess it's not really confirmed. It's more of a it's more of a leak to say that uh, the next Xbox is not going to require an always on connection, which is good. That is good, but at the same time. I'm still waiting to hear when they uh, have the announcement in what, like two weeks from now, something like that. Right. That, that's when that's when I'll finally breathe that sigh of relief or scream in anger. So uh, it was, I think, if it was probably a month or two ago now that Microsoft. Uh, the, there were a lot of rumors going around that the uh, the next Xbox, codename Durango. Yeah. I think uh, is was going to require an always-on connection. So in order to play anything, to do anything, to watch a movie, you had to be connected to the internet. Uh, and then around the time of episode twenty, actually, there was uh, some news going around that a Microsoft employee uh, in the Xbox area uh, basically got on Twitter and told everyone, you know, deal with it. Right. And then he got got himself fired. Yeah, got himself fired. Good work, guy. 
so now we've now a, a, a internal memo has been leaked from Microsoft uh, that was sent to all staff, and uh, basically states that the next Xbox won't require an internet connection for uh, some of the system stuff, and it won't require like a, connect- a connection for uh, f- f- like for playing games or anything like that. Right. That doesn't necessarily preclude. Uh, games or apps that do require a connection in order to con- to to work, um, but but they won't be forced to be like that. Yeah, the console isn't going to f- isn't going to force that. Um. So, look, I don't necessarily know what. Uh, like I d- we don't necessarily know if this is actually real. Uh, the idea of an internal memo being. Uh, that you know, that basically says to all staff of you know all the staff in Microsoft. By the way, our console is not going to require an, on- an always-on connection. It it seems like something that they wanted leaked, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, it also seems it, it's one of those things. If if that's what they were always doing, why would they send that out? You know, like you don't you don't send right. out a memo going, "Hey guys, we're still doing what we said we were doing. Keep up the good work." You know. <laughs> yeah. It's th- this kind of brings up the question of you know. What were they doing before? Were is is this a change or you know is this like why why send a memo to all of your staff saying you know by the way this is this is how this is going to work? Uh, you know it's it it seems very very odd for that to be the case. And uh, but in the end, look, I'll be I'll be very glad if uh, if it does not require an internet connection. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I'd, as much as you know, even if we do get the NVN, I don't want to necessarily have to use it, no matter what I'm doing. Right. Um, so the the interesting thing, though, to take away from that memo, again, assuming that memo is correct, is it does mention a Blu-ray player, which the current Xbox doesn't have. Right. So, again, assuming it's correct, it's a it's a nice confirmation that at least that's going to be in the system. Yeah, that'll be nice. Because I think if if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think when the first Xbox or when the 360 came out, and when I guess it would have been the PS3, Sony was kind of Sony was backing Blu-ray and Microsoft was backing uh, HD DVDs. Yep. And I, I think Microsoft. I, I want to say I, I want to say Sony has a financial reason, like they're, you know, they were actually involved with the. With with Blu-rays and not not just backing them, but you know it was kind of coming out of Sony. Yeah, it was they were part of the development, I believe. Yeah, so it's one of those things. It's it's nice that Microsoft isn't going, isn't going the the route they were before and saying no, sorry, we we're not going to deal with that because that's Sony's. You know, they're actually going no, no, no. This this is this is the technology that people are using. Yeah, which is good because I, I remember they came out with uh, with like with additional stuff for playing other discs. Do you remember like the little, uh, the little additional play, like the little additional drive that you could get? Yeah, I think it was I, was it like, was it a Blu-ray player or was it like a HDD, HD DVD? Disc? I think it was I a, remember. I think it was an HD DVD, um, external player. Yeah, and it was the the idea was that you could use it to play like movies and stuff, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, and then um, HD DVDs died. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I, I think you know maybe maybe ten movies came out on HD DVD, <laughs> and most of them were like you know Microsoft branded because they worked with the Xbox. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of when uh yeah the uh the the, the PSP came out like the Sony portable PlayStation, right? Uh, and uh, also, or or I probably should say PlayStation Portable, given that that's what <laughs> PSP stands for. Uh, and they the, the original I don't know if they still do the original used these little discs called UMDs or something. Uh, and aside from the name sounding like a weapon, uh, <laughs> the like the little discs were like they were useless for anything else, right? Uh, except for playing on the on the PSP. But you could buy movies on these discs, not great movies, but movies, uh, <laughs> so that you could watch them on your PlayStation Portable. And uh, yeah, what a waste of time! Yeah. So look, you know, it, it is nice to be to see that they're going to be uh, including a. a player that can play blue race uh i, I mean i i feel personally i feel like it's too late because i feel like the world is moving from blu-ray uh to digital distribution already uh it's much slower because of the uh the requirement for you know, internet good internet connections and stuff like that but i feel like the blu-ray isn't going to be around for forever not at least and certainly not as long as uh as dvds were well see i I think for gaming, the Blu-rays actually, like, don't think of it as just a, you know, a thing for movies, but, like, think of it, think of how much you can store on a Blu-ray compared to a, a DVD. But, like, that's a lot more, I guess, right. game content you can get on. Yeah, it's true. Wh- which no, you, which is also which is also the good, good thing, because that means there will be fewer games where you go, oh, the, you know, this game has four discs in it, so I have to switch, switch out every time I go into that other I zone. That. I hate that. Yeah. Look, I think that it's uh, I think it's a good thing, regardless. Uh, and uh, it is also very good that it's it doesn't require the always on connection. So, hopefully, we when uh, when uh, what is it May twenty six rolls around and uh, we we get to actually preview the the new Xbox. Hopefully, we will be uh, pleasantly pleasantly surprised when that with the rest of it. Hmm. Yes. Speaking of video games. Oh, really? Yes, there's actually some video game slash Star Wars news. So it's oh, one of wow. my favorite topics. I think you mean everyone's favorite topics, or rather, everyone but Jelly's favorite topics. Well, yes, yeah, so everyone. Everyone that matters. <laughs> Fair enough. So a couple of days ago, uh, I guess the news came out that uh, EA, the publisher who's own studios like that the studios that do um uh, what games uh like mass effect dead space battlefield so lots of big name studios uh that they've got another belt uh they they announced that they have secured uh, to to use the articles uh words secured an exclusive license to publish and develop star wars games indeed which is good uh, i think anyway uh, now this is this is not um, mobile, social, or online Star Wars games. Disney's kind of going to do those in house, indeed. Uh, which is also kind of what they said when they shut down LucasArts. That you know they said they want to focus more on, you know, the, those type of uh, casual games. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I didn't say anything about licensing anything else out. So it. I guess this is good news, and it's one of those things. A lot of people don't like 
EA or Activision just because they're big companies. But, you know, and, and while they do, you know, the, all of them, all the big companies are going to have games where they just push them out because they make money. You know, like that's, of course, their, their businesses are going to do that. But, like, they also make, you know, great games. You, like, without these companies, you you wouldn't have Mass Effect. You wouldn't have Dead Space. You know, these are games that people don't look at them and go, oh, they're just trying to, you know, milk us for money. They go, oh, this is my favorite game ever, you know. Yeah, without EA, we wouldn't have SimCity. There you go. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that at you. See how you deal with that one. <laughs> well, see, that, that's one of those things where they're trying to make money, but the money they make on that, they'll put, you know, they'll be able to afford to, I guess, take a risk on other games. Indeed. Um. So what what EA said is that uh, the three company three I guess of their development studios uh, that'll be working. On Star Wars games, one of them is Dice. They're the ones who make uh, Battlefield. And yep. you'll notice, you'll notice when I list off these companies, you'll go, "Oh wow!" It just so happens you listed off all the games these companies make when you were describing games EA does, and that's true. Uh, the other company is Visceral, and they make Dead Space. Yep. And then Bioware, who does Mass Effect, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Dragon Age, a bunch of other games. Um, so all, I guess, popular studios that make popular games for them um and all all developers who you know know what they're doing it, it isn't like oh this is this is their first time making a game so we'll give them you know a big license like star wars right um, yeah but yeah so it, it's i don't know i i think it's i think it's a it's a good step um i i don't know exactly what to expect uh game wise but i would assume dice would would probably do, is probably going to make something like the games that, uh, like the the games that were rumored to to have been coming out and then got canceled. Um, like the, I think was it you that brought up the there was a Star Wars first person shooter or was it a third person? Yeah, yeah, there was a Star yeah. Wars first person shooter that was uh, I, I believe was similar to Battlefield actually. Yes, uh, which is why I think that, that that's probably the best bet for them. <laughs> Indeed, it's gonna, and it's know, very it's, possible. It's very possible that as part of this, uh, the the uh, shutdown projects will just get kind of farmed off to them, and uh, I don't want to say like redeveloped as as games, but certainly they could be. Uh, they, they they could uh, harvest ideas, harvest harvest some of the uh, the core stuff from that from those games, and uh, and produce something uh, out of that. Right. So perhaps perhaps those rumored games won't go to waste. That's true. So, I mean, it's one thing to hopefully we'll, we'll see some good stuff come out. Um, I think uh, I'll have to find the article and I'll throw it in the show notes when I, when I do. Um, I think they said not to expect any Star Wars games from them until at least uh, March of next year. Um, so I don't know if that means don't expect any announcements till then or don't expect anything to actually come out until then. But Indeed. either way, that means... You know, st- still, still a bit before we see an actual release of a Star of a proper Star Wars game. Fair enough. So, I think that you might have some news that I, I do think have is some good news. news. I think it's excellent news. I think it's amazing news. Uh, now, in order to, you know, tell this news, I think we need to first discuss Doctor Who because who is your favourite Doctor? Really? Mine would be uh, Eccleston. Yours is Eccleston? 
and then Tenet, and then Smith. Right, right. Well, see, my doctor is is Tenet, uh, because Tenet is where I first discovered the new series. Right. And then I went back to the start and watched through, but I was always, I was always watching it for Tenet. It was love at first, at first sight. Indeed. Uh, his hair is amazing. <laughs> now, like, now he hasn't really done a whole lot since, uh, or at least not nothing, nothing kind of out in the public eye. Uh, you know, since since Doctor Who, since he left Doctor Who, which was a few years ago now. Uh, he was I, he was in, he's been wanna, involved in a few movies. I do want to point out he was in a great show that Ruby and I just finished watching called Broadchurch. Oh, which right. was okay. which was just amazing. So it not not it's not sci fi or anything like that. It's like a they, they they're investigating a murder. He's a, a inspector. I think a detective detective inspector di yeah maybe. Is it right? Ruby's looking at me going, "It's a drama. It's a drama." Right. So it's a drama, but it's he's really good. So, okay. David Tennant. Woo. David Tennant is amazing. So, you know, he has he hasn't done a whole lot. Not really. Uh in the, in those few years, maybe some TV, little TV here and there, a couple of movies. Okay. So he's he's done he's done a bit, but he hasn't done anything as big as Doctor Who. That's right. Absolutely. Uh now he has gone on to be back in like involved in Doctor Who again uh for the 50th anniversary which is uh which we talked about a few weeks ago I think uh him and Billy Piper is coming back uh for Doctor Who um but this is even greater greater news than any of that combined I, I, in my personal opinion now Marvel as you know, is wait, wait, before before you get onto the exciting news, should should everyone like be sitting down? Like, is is it that? <laughs> it's so no, exciting. Should, should be careful. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's quite that quite that exciting. If, should, if should you they, guys are out for a walk or something, you should they tie their shoes a little continue. tighter though, so they so their socks don't get rocked off? <laughs> uh, that's a terrible joke. How, should yeah, they wear hats so their minds aren't blown? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you just stop it. All right. So, as you know, the Marvel Marvel is uh, is in the process of building their their uh, what is it phase two? Yes, of their cin- of, the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe. Uh, now that is in in kind of in the lead up to Avengers two. Uh, and part of that, uh, there are set. There are a few movies in, as in, kind of involved in that. Uh, one of them is uh, Iron Man three, which we, which is now out uh, in both Australia and the US. Uh, we talked about that two weeks ago. The next one is Thor two. Thor: A Dark World, I think, which we talked about the trailer for. We did. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, maybe last week, week before. I think it was a week gave, before. We gave it a resounding meh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one following that, I believe, is uh, is Captain America. Good old Cap. Yeah. Uh, and that one is called... Is that Winter Soldier? Yeah, it's called The Winter Soldier. And then finally, uh, the, there is Guardians of the Galaxy. Now... Uh, and then, then obviously, Avengers two. Yay! Uh, so, out of all of those movies, probably the one that I was the most meh about 
wasn't even Thor. It was Guardians of the Galaxy because it's one of those. It's uh, it's a property that they haven't really kind of done anything with uh, in in the cinematic universe yet. Uh, it kind of doesn't look. It doesn't look the same, and the whole the whole premise of it, as far as uh, has been uh, announced. Uh, is kind of not really in it. it, it I, I mean, I'm curious to see how they kind of slot it in there, but uh, because it's essentially not a, you know, it's not based on Earth. It's it's you know, essentially doesn't have any uh, human uh, humans in it at all. I uh, I mean, I think I think uh, I think one of the characters is possibly, and there is possible there is a possibility that Iron Man is going to be in there. I believe. But as far as as far as movies go, like it was, it was looking to be the most meh, especially considering that its closest existing, uh, I guess, sister film or sister character is is Thor, and that has been the most meh out of all of the movies so far as well. Right. Uh so I I haven't been particularly interested in this movie. Uh, and then a few weeks ago. Um, we there was there was the news that Chris Pratt uh, was picked up for to to play the the lead of the the, the series, and uh, Chris Pratt is uh, plays uh, Andy Andy from uh, Parks and Rec, and he's he's a great great actor. Very uh, he plays a very lovable character in that, and I think he's got a lot like he he's got a lot going for him. Uh, so you know he's he's now being cast as the lead. Uh, it now has also got uh, Zoe Saldana in it as well, uh, who you might know from various movies, uh, Star Trek being one of them. So, and then then it's also, and I I don't really know who this is. It's got Dave uh, Bautista from from uh, the worldwide something. The it's a wrestling from the WWE, which is a wrestling uh, okay thing. Uh, and you know all those wrestlers—they want to be movies, movie stars, uh, like The Rock. Just following in The Rock's footsteps. Yep. The Rock steps. So the latest casting news for this movie is 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 getting me uh, is helping me to get even more excited about this movie, which is which is good because uh, some of the casting like casting news has been rumors like uh, Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey being uh, considered for voice roles. Uh, and that doesn't make me feel good at all. <laughs> but this rumor makes me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside. <laughs> now, I say fuzzy because the character in question is Rocket Raccoon. Right. Who's supposedly the heart of this film. Uh, he's a raccoon. Uh, he has a gun. And he wears an orange jumpsuit of so- sorts, which is well, strange. Of course. What else would you wear uh, if you were a, a talking raccoon? Indeed. But the best part of this news is that David Tennant is being considered uh, for that role, for, to, voice the ro- to voice Rocket Raccoon. Which is amazing. Because I could listen to David Tennant, like, forever. <laughs> uh, just just on a loop. Now, yeah, just loop. Just, just on a loop. Uh, now th- this is uh this is still a rumor obviously uh it's it's not actually uh been clarified uh, been uh confirmed what, what is it? confirmed uh which is you know which which is slightly sad but you know still it's you know it's a good rumor and it you know makes my 
heart jump, my heart bound, uh, which is which is nice. And uh, it just kind of like the 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 casting notices that are coming out for this movie are making it far more interesting as far as uh, as far as the property is going because uh, they the the director uh, which who is. Uh, what's his what's his name? James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn is uh is picking people uh that are kind of yeah they're they're good they're great they're good actors and they're people who uh who should make this movie very interesting. So I guess stay tuned because it's possibly going to be less meh than we thought. <laughs> Or at least is, is always, less man than good. less less than uh, less than Thor, which you know. Look, if if you if you can do that, then at least you at least you've you've made it you know that far, and <laughs> no, nobody can fault you for that. Well, I mean, they probably still could, just you know, not as much. They'd, they'd be all med out. Indeed. M- yeah. Wait, if you died from med, what, what is it? Meta. Hmm. Is that is that, is that Right, right up there with the bad jokes from before. Oh, that is even worse. Oh, you didn't think that was possible, I, did you? I'm, I'm gonna edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Brandon, geez. Move on to the next topic. So, already. speaking of movies, let's talk about another one. Okay, and one that one that you know nothing about, other than having watched the trailer. So. Uh, this week, a trailer dropped for Ender's Game, which Indeed. is a movie. <laughs> is it? I thought it was a book. Yes. Well, it, okay, it's both. So oh, take wow. that. Magical. Yes. I don't yes. think I've ever heard of that being done before. <laughs> well, yes, it's it's a, it's a first time for everyone here, so we're all very excited. <laughs> so tell me about um, Ender's Game. Right. <laughs> So Ender's Game uh, was a book that was released in, let's see if I, oh man, this is terrible. I know I wrote this down so that I wouldn't have to uh, forget, because <laughs> I knew I would. It was released in 1985. 1985, thank you. It was written by Orson Scott Card. Yes, it's almost like I wrote Do that down. Do you want me to tell you about it? See it? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about this movie, but I'll tell you about it. No, it's all right. I, I think I can read my own notes now. Thanks. <laughs> so, book was released in 1985, written by Orson Scott Card. Um, I think Ender's Game is one of those books that um, I think if you're if you're into sci-fi, you've at least heard of it, right? Uh, and it was just I never got, I never got around to reading it oddly enough until oh maybe six seven months ago. Um, like I got the whole collection, you know, because he's written quite a few uh, books, I guess, in the series. And I got the whole thing on my Kindle and I said, and like, I couldn't stop reading it. Like they were, they were just really great novels. Like, you know, like they're, they're novels that are good. And there's ones that, you know, like you, you need to keep reading to find out what happens. Indeed. Um, and, and Ender's game was one of them. Um, so I guess a little, little summary is there's, uh, these aliens called the buggers that have, uh, I guess, attacked and kind of been pushed back but still did some damage and humanity's scared and it all takes place in the you know near future um and what they do is they train children 
as commanders and essentially say, you know, we're going to train you up and then we're going to send you off to fight, you know, to, to command troops in the war. Uh, and so the whole, I guess, series and, and I, specifically this book is about um, uh, Andrew Wigan, whose nickname is Ender, hence the name Ender's Game, uh, and about him being trained and, you know, you know, he's essentially supposed to be the, you know, the, the best one that they think that they've ever seen that kind of stuff. You know, it, it's a bit of it is, is very, you know, generic. Like, of, of course, he's going to be the best one. You're not really going to have a book about, you know, the third best guy because it's not really he's, exciting. He's you just know? like he's the average guy. He's just the yeah. one. He's the one that's li- like literally the average. Yeah, just middle of the yep. road all the way. <laughs> yep. And he's not even um, a likable guy. He's just kind of like a douche. Just kind yeah, of, pe- you know, people know he's there, but they don't really care. <laughs> yeah, they don't really care for him. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he has friends, but you know, they're 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 okay, I guess. Yeah, the whole thing is kind no. of yeah, okay. <laughs> Everyone just sits around and goes eh a lot, you know. Um, yeah. but yeah, so uh, the, the the book it's surprisingly was was actually suggested reading for the U.S. Marine Corps for a while because of the, I guess the way it portrayed things in the. In the you know, the, the way the characters thought and stuff like that. Right. Um, so the movie's got, so I mean, that's, that's essentially the book. So summary little kid who ends up, you know, being super smart and they're going to use him as a commander. And that, that's, that's all I'll say. Cause any more would be, I guess, a bit too spoilery. Um, so it's got Harrison Ford as Colonel Graff, Abigail Breslin as Valentine, Ben Kingsley as Mazer Rackham, and the guy leading it will be Asa Butterfield, who's got His the name funniest name in the world. Yeah, Butterfield is great. Yeah, excellent. Um, I'm I'm trying to see what he's been in before. He's, he's got one of those names that you can't forget it. <laughs> I don't know. He's he. Yeah, he's he's, like he he's been in a, he's been in a couple of things. He was in uh, the Boy in Striped Pajamas. Uh, okay, Hugo. I mean, like he, you know, he's he's still he's still pretty young. Like he's only sixteen. Um, yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you know, there there are some other. Like I said, it's got Harrison Ford, so it's got some big names in it, and and Ben Kingsley, who is great in everything. Um, but I I mean, what what did you think of the trailer? As someone who who doesn't know anything about the book or the story, did the trailer speak to you? Well, yes, the, the trailer did speak to me because uh, Harrison Ford was telling me all about what was going to happen. Uh, and I believe he was speaking directly to me. I believe he sat down and recorded that trailer just so to, to, for me. That does uh, make sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, look, I wasn't wowed by it. I've seen better trailers. I don't. I don't really like. I don't really know what to think about it because, again, like like I said, I don't know anything about this particular property at all. Like you know, I hadn't really heard about it uh, until uh, until you uh, just said that you wanted to talk about it um, about it like several you know several months ago, and uh, because the movie was you know in in pre production, I believe, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of news going on with it, uh, so. It's not. It's not something that I'm familiar with, at all. And as far as uh, as far as the trailer goes, it's it's fairly generic uh, sci-fi action. Right. Um, you know, there's there's whizzing spaceships and 
and uh, fireballs and uh, people various yelling, computer like, screens with, Go with touch and, screen capabilities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 it seems very very generic. I uh, and I mean obviously that we're we're very early on in the trailers. They don't really give you a lot of uh, story or or anything like that just yet. Um, the the trailer kind of gives you an, a, a very brief overview of the uh, of the world. And uh, you know, you know, the, they they came and they nearly destroyed us. And uh, in the in the Harrison Ford voice, uh, I I can't say that I'm crazy excited about it. But then I yeah. I like well, I, I feel like it it certainly will have its uh, its a built in audience. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things. I want this to be good, right? But at at the same time. Like I think, I think we both know movies well enough that a lot of movies we want to be good don't end up being good, right? And and you know they end up missing missing the point of the source material, or they just kind of make something that's kind of generically entertaining, but isn't really what you were going for when when you right. bought your movie tickets. So like um, I'm hoping this is something yeah. that's going to be that's going to be you know great, and, and that the you know I guess the future trailers kind of do it a bit more justice. But at the mm. very least, we'll get to see Harrison Ford yelling at people, and I think that's more Look, than it's, it's, the price it's, of a movie it's admission. It's always good. Yeah, it's always good to see her yelling at people. It's always it's always nice to see Ben Kingsley doing things. That's uh, true. We we didn't see him for for like the longest time. He was he was kind of rare in movies, and he's back. He's back, and he's more Kingslier than ever. <laughs> hmm. Which actually here in here in. Uh, in in Canberra, that kind of bears a little bit of, uh, you know, ha- has a little bit of meaning given that uh, there is a there is a fast food joint called Kingsley's that is uh, <laughs> it's essentially a rip off of KFC, um, and like a like a dirty dirty rip off of KFC, and <laughs> uh, yeah. So when 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 you say like when I say like you know he's Kingslier than ever, I just I kind of. You don't. You don't mean he's, he's him, cooking like, chicken. Coated in, he's, <laughs> he's coated in in uh, in fried chicken. Good, good. Uh, yep. I don't awesome. know, that would make for a good movie in itself. I'd look. I'd I'd watch a movie where Ben yeah. Kingsley is uh, is Ben Kingsley in fried is chicken. a chicken man. <laughs> Indeed, excellent. I like it. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get you. Know, we'll get somebody on to direct. Who 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 will we get to direct that one? Uh, we need somebody big name, but not too big. Um, I'm thinking, John Favreau. Well, see, I was thinking like a uh, Del Toro, and then it could be like a weird, uh, half chickeny, half yes, man right. type story. Del Toro would be perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I bow to your your uh creative genius. <laughs> Uh, your superior director choosing skills. Good. Now we, now we just need some money and someone to write a story and we make this happen. <laughs> and somebody that maybe knows Ben Kingsley. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I figured the money would help us get there. It's true. It's true. Uh, and on that horrifying note, I think it's uh, it's about time that we wrap up. Mmm. Mmm. Fried chicken. <laughs> Now, if you would like to read any of the articles that we utilized uh, in recording this episode today, uh, you can do that. We we keep uh, we keep a list of them in the show notes. Actually, the list is called show notes. Uh, so there's that. 
So those show notes can be found on the website. And the website is jellyandbean.co forward slash 24. It's like the it's like the TV show, 24. Except without the countdown and not 24 hours long. Well, it could be 24 hours long. If you Thank listen you. to all of the episodes, like back to back of the first 24 episodes... You could be. It, it could be just like watching it, like watching a season of Twenty Four, except slightly less gunfire. Well, what you do is you just make gunfire noises with your mouth. <laughs> yep. So someone will sit there for twenty four hours listening to Jelly Bean going pew pew. pew, pew. <laughs> yep. Okay. Moving okay. on. So if you would like to get in contact with us, uh, send us an email. <clears throat> you can do that as well. Maybe tell us if you know Ben Kingsley so that we can. Put him in this uh, amazing sci-fi, possibly uh, superhero movie. Yeah, I'm thinking superhero movie. Then you can you can do that by jumping on the website as well. That is jellyandbean.co forward slash contact. You fill out a form, you send us an email, uh, and uh, we we would we love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can also talk talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Brandon is at Brandroid Attack. And I, I'm at Jellybean Soup. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, it would be amazing if you uh, jumped onto iTunes and gave us a little rating, maybe write a review. Uh, ratings and reviews are do amazing things for our, uh, our visibility in the iTunes store. Uh, so, you know, jump on there and do that. It takes you, like, you know, a couple of minutes max, maybe. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, we will talk to you next week when we have our very special Star Trek episode. Bye.